0: Hello, everybody. And hello, Joanna. Hello, Nate. We are Stranger Than. We talk about the weird, the misunderstood, the creepy, unsolved mysteries, all kinds of crazy shit. Today, we're going to talk about Some Japanese urban legends and myths to kind of go along with the creepy season because the Japanese do creepy well.
1: Oh man, do they ever. Some of the most terrifying shit ever is the Japanese folklore, even when it's been Americanized into films such as The Ring and The Grudge. Terrifying movies. Yeah. Those those are in my top five of scary movies, that movies that actually, like, scare the shit out of me.
0: Actually scary movies, not just mm-hmm. jump scares and gore.
1: Right. Just, whoa, oh, terrifying.
0: And not all of the urban legends or myths have been made into movies and Americanized, though most of them have at least been made into movies in Japan. Most of the ones I'm talking about anyway.
1: Do you want to go ahead and start us off then?
0: I will start us off with the split-mouthed woman, Kuchisaki Ona. This is a story that takes place in the Heian period of Japan from 794 CE to 1185 CE. During this period, the modern-day city of Kyoto was the capital of the country. This is the era that the samurai began to rise up and eventually usher in feudal Japan. There are several versions that led up to the ultimate conclusion of the story. In all of the versions of the story, she is a very beautiful woman. Sometimes she is the wife or concubine of a samurai who cheated on him. Other versions go that her beauty caused another woman to become jealous. And still another is that she had something going on with her teeth, and had to go to the dentist or had botched plastic surgery.
1: So her teeth were all jacked up?
0: Well... That's just that one look, of the stories. That doesn't,
1: that doesn't sound very attractive to and me. We'll get into the story <laughs> here in a minute.
0: Whatever the case, whether it be the pissed off samurai, the jealous women, or the quack dentist, she gets her mouth slit from ear to ear.
1: Oh. Kind of like the
0: Joker from Batman, but a bit more intense. Or like the Black Dahlia. Or like the Black Dahlia, yes. One more version of this story is that her slit mouth is filled with sharp teeth.
1: Ooh, that's pretty awful to imagine.
0: It is. It's slit mouth, you know, ear to ear, so mm-hmm. and then full of like just needly sharp, sharp... teeth. Yeah. Ooh. The story itself, though, set at an earlier period in history, can be traced back to Edo period Japan. Edo period Japan is when the capital was moved to modern-day Tokyo. There was other things that were different then too. Here goes the story. Or here's the urban legend, really. It's late at night, and you're walking down a dark portion of road, alone. As you come around a bend in the road, you see a woman. As you get closer, you notice her attractive form and the surgical mask. You're in Japan, so this is not particularly uncommon, the surgical mask part.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, pollutants, I guess, in some places.
0: Yes. What is fairly uncommon is the lone woman in the dark coming up to you and asking you, through her mask...
1: Do you find me attractive? I wonder how that sounds through the mask. Bit muffled. A little muffled. Here's where it would shock me. It would shock me if a ghost comes up with a with a mask on like that and that's what they Well, say. this is just a woman.
0: As far as you know, this is just a a, a live-ass woman. Oh, okay. Woman. It's okay, not a ghost. So this is,
1: she doesn't look like a ghost No, nah, it's just a woman. It's you just a, it's see just, a woman standing there. It's an
0: attractive, formed woman and she's got a, a surgical mask on. Nice eyes, pretty hair, and asks you, do you find me attractive? A bit muffled because, you know, mm-hmm. it's got the mask on and now you've got some decisions to make. You tell her Yes. So she pulls down her mask, leering at you and showing off her mutilated mouth. Oh, dear. Whether it's cut or fucked up from the dental wounds or the botched plastic surgery or if it's the the giant piranha teeth or whatever. Then she asks, how about now? Shocked, you answer no. This is when you notice she has a long pair of scissors on her hand and she attacks you. First slashing your face and then slashing and stabbing the rest of you until you die let back up a bit. She asks, do you find me attractive? This time, you say no. You open up door number two. This is also the wrong answer because this is when she, at best, slashes your face like hers, or at worst, kills you.
1: Wow. So she doesn't like that answer either. Huh? Not at
0: all. So door number three. You tell her she's pretty the first time, she asks, and then when she asks again, you tell her that she, you think she's still pretty.
1: So when she reveals her horribly disfigured mouth and teeth. How about now? You say yes. Yeah, you say yes to the how about now.
0: Well, she doesn't kill you right there. She does follow you home, though, and kills you right before you walk in your house. Well, Jesus.
1: Yeah, not not great. So door number four. And is this the one that you would recommend our listeners go with if they are ever to encounter? Yes, this particular spirit. Y- yes. She's going to ask you if you find her attractive. You're going to say yes.
0: She'll pull down the mask showing off her fucked up face. You're just going to ask again. This time you say, "Eh, you're right or OK or average. And this causes her to stop for a moment. Confused. She's not expecting that answer,
1: and so then you get the fuck out of Dodge. Oh, okay, so this is to confuse her and run. Exactly. There's nothing that's going to actually please her to the point where she's not going to kill you. No, and if you just run without answering any any questions, she'll catch up to you. Even if you're
0: driving, she'll catch up to you.
1: It's only when her fucked up face is revealed that you are able to make a quick getaway by confusing her? Exactly. Okay.
0: Apparently you can also throw hard candy or money at her. And that will also distract her, and you can get away. Well,
1: money and candy always distracts me. I mean, if I was chasing somebody and they just fucking like threw a bunch of money at me, that would stop me in my tracks pretty quick. Fuck, and, fucked up grill or no. And candy, like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead with... That's probably going to stop me, too, because I really like candy. If it's chocolate. If it's already cut sort of kind of chocolate. Well, t- there's um,
0: not a lot of chocolate hard candy.
1: That's true. This so, particular... Hard candy might not stop me. It might stop other... Yeah, other people who yeah, like well, hardly be better, stops, but stops her. But yeah, that's just like you know, good thinking on their part. Well, the story I told is not a specific story. That's sort of
0: a general story, and stories very similar to that one started popping up in Japan in the seventies. Not with the multiple endings, of course. It was usually just just the one. These sightings were taking place on Kyushu, which is the third largest of Japan's five islands, at the very southwest area called Nagasaki Prefecture. A prefecture is like a state, and the city of Nagasaki is the capital of that particular prefecture.
1: Is this a Nagasaki that got bombed?
0: Yeah, that's that Nagasaki, yes. Okay. It was a real concern. Police presence was increased in the area. Schools arranged for children to walk home in groups as the split-mouthed woman was believed to only attack those alone. Oh, wow. Eventually, these stories stopped being told in Japan and made their way to the continent, Korea, China. Supposedly, an unnamed coroner in 2007 got a hold of some reports that told of a woman in the 1970s. There are a couple of ways this particular report goes. Maybe more, I found these couple. This woman was known to chase children around and scare them. I would also be scared if I was a child and some weird lady was just fucking running at me. The locals get sick of this, so they call the cops and tell them what's going on. This lady, either while chasing a child or getting chased by the cops, ends up running into heavy traffic and getting fatally hit by a car. Oh, shit. She had many injuries, one of which was a mouth split into a joker smile. Oh, fuck. Not sure how that would happen in a car accident, but whatever.
1: Well, I guess maybe if you just hit your face against the grill just right. I don't know.
0: Maybe, yeah. Couldn't
1: find the coroner's name. And
0: there were the two the variations on on that particular quote-unquote true mm-hmm. story behind the urban legend. I think it's actually just another urban legend behind the urban legend.
1: Right. That happens, too.
0: Yes. But keep hard candy and money in your pockets
1: if you're running around Nagasaki, Japan. It could come in handy. It could come in handy. So I'm going to discuss a couple of the uh, vengeful spirits. She sounds pretty vengeful.
0: Yes, she is actually. They are the Onryo.
1: The... I have it. Yeah, the Onryo.
0: Yes, we talked about them briefly in our Aokigahara episode. Yeah. As in we... Said their name and but, said what they yeah, were, we and that touched, was about we it. We
1: touched on it very briefly. And
0: these exist.
1: There's a type of ghost that is referred to as the u ray meaning faint or dim soul or spirit. And that also was discussed in yes. that episode. Typically when someone dies and it's not under violent circumstances and all the... Burial rites have been done as they should be. The person's spirit becomes a kami or a sore, which is kind of a protective spirit. Okay. But for someone who dies a violent death or sudden death and has, like, unfinished business, the spirit becomes a yurei, a spirit that is driven by desire or need. When that spirit is someone who died in a state of great rage, jealousy, or betrayal, and their need is for revenge, that's when the Yurei becomes the Onryo.
0: I see. Okay. And so that's why the split-mouthed woman is an Onryo is because she was murdered. Yes. For some reason.
1: I read a lot that... They were only female, but that's actually not true. They can be male or female. It's just that they've been portrayed as female in a lot of the stories that have become popular, particularly the ones that have become popular in, like, Western culture. Oh, yeah. So we typically only think of them as female, but there's actually several ones. Some of the oldest ones that just go back centuries and centuries are male now, I didn't take the names down or get into that because I'm like, you know, that could probably be a whole another episode one of these days. But they exist. But they do exist.
0: Maybe we'll do a Men of Japanese Folklore. There we go. Because I think this is pretty much uh, a ladies episode.
1: <laughs> it is. It is indeed. Maybe we'll do it in November as kind of a tribute to, you know. Oh, yeah. The whole thing with <laughs> the stuff. The whole stuff. thing with like, yeah. the guys and the beard. Yeah. Yep. So typical characteristics of an Onryo is uh, they seek their vengeance on anything and everything. They appear with the marks that killed them. Ooh. And then they inflict terrible curses on the people and places that they haunt. Example, the grudge. It's a haunted house. Their vengeance is also never satisfied, even if they are laid to rest and burial rites done. So, thinking the ring there, like, yeah, even that's when why they... They got we have the
0: ring two and the mm-hmm. ring three. Yep,
1: it's like, no, finding them and laying them to rest wasn't enough. They are just, uh, they're like a surly two year old, they're just not gonna go to sleep. <laughs> they're just like a hideous, gaping void of need, only that need is to kill, uh, kill and curse and make people's lives miserable like the like, shittiest forever. two-year-old ever <laughs> i'll start with one of the more popular movies the ring Definitely. i've seen that one yeah I'm i've like, seen
0: both the american and the japanese version
1: i remember when i watched it with you and you rang my cell phone after we watched <laughs> the oh video. Yeah. you did it all like stealthily oh. like you had it in your pocket and you all yeah, that's... Uh... Just so uh, that the exact point when it finished, the phone rang, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? And like, as soon as I looked at you, I'm like, you fucking did that. <laughs> yeah, that was sounds just like all something over your I face. would do. Yeah. yeah. But just that moment, like it literally ended, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I was pretty convinced this wasn't the phone call saying I was going to die, but it was just like, oh, dude, why? The coincidence. The coincidence. You're a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> It all started as a novel by Koji Suzuki, and then the Japanese movie interpretation, Ringu, came out in 1998, and then 2002 is when The Ring came out. Is that right? Sounds about right, yeah. God, 2002? Yeah. I was only like 22. Yeah. That's really fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. It feels like that was like 10 years ago, but that totally wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. That was 20 oh years ago. Oh, my gosh. Well, and The Grudge, like that came out. I know Jarek was like three or something when that came out, so I guess, yeah. Yeah. It had Sarah Michelle Geller in it. Uh-huh. She's not much these days. <laughs> she isn't, but she did a good job, I think. Oh, yeah. Because that, that's also one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, like The Ring and The fucking Grudge. Naomi Watts was in the ring, and she has been doing stuff. So, mm-hmm. and then she also does an excellent job. And the, the for me, the ring was a little bit more scarier, just because it's like based out of Seattle, like where yeah, she lives, yeah. and like all these places, and it, the like, the weather is just all Seattle esque. Did you ever notice she wears a t shirt and sweatshirts that say Kirkland University on there?
0: I have not seen that movie for a really long time.
1: She always wears stuff that says Kirkland University, even though, which is funny because there is a Kirkland. We live very close to it.
0: I used to actually live in Kirkland.
1: That is correct. But there is no actual Kirkland University. Not that I'm aware of. No. But I, I thought that was interesting. Oh, I'm like, they take a city that's. Here and make a universe, you know, make up this fake university, Kirkland University, KU. (laughs) Hey,
0: well, I guess it's better than what they did with Twilight, where they made up an entire tribe of Native Americans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even have to. They didn't lie
1: about the location, like Forks, Washington. It's a place that exists. It is. I was just there over the summer.
0: I was there once.
1: Yeah, I've been there a few times now. I got gas
0: there. There was a Twilight picture up in the gas station.
1: Oh, dear. And a
0: horrific accident that had happened that we got stuck on the freeway for about 20 minutes waiting for. Mm. And there was, it was like us and two other cars waiting.
1: Wow. Yeah. I like Forks a lot. It's close to Olympic National Park. So that's why I've, I've been there a time or two. And also Claylock, the beach, so. Yes. Yep. That's just my thing with the ring, though, is that when you watch it. It's very much like, oh, this could totally like happen in my backyard.
0: Yeah, you can. <laughs> you're more into it because it's you recognize the scenery,
1: right? and that motel, like way out in the woods, and all like the moss and the rotting wood and everything. That's just that's very Washington.
0: And you got your bachelors at Kirkland University, right? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, whether it's the Japanese or American version of the ring, the plots are pretty similar. It involves a girl, a well, and a cursed videotape.
0: Yes. It's a story, you know, as old as as time.
1: As old as time. As old as videotape, at least, (laughs) this part of it. The girl is murdered by being pushed down a well, and she possesses psychic abilities to imprint her thoughts on this tape, and that is the way she takes her revenge on people. When you watch the tape, seven days later, she comes crawling through the TV screen and fucking kills you.
0: Spoilers, by the way, on this movie that's 20 years old.
1: God, that's so terrible. This story actually does have, like, an older story that it seems to be based on. It's the story of Okiku. Okiku and the well. Ooh. There is no videotape, but it does involve a woman and a well and some death. So we're not talking a happy story? No. 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 And this is just a, a story. This is one of the... An urban legend that this movie was... I think they used this to... Gain inspiration yeah, from the... Yeah, exactly. Probably. Exactly. 30 miles to the west of Kobe lies the city of Himeji. High on the Himayama hilltop is Himeji Castle. It was built in 1346. It actually got started being built in 1333, but I think it was, like, kind of temporary. It was, like, a temporary, like, building. And so they tore it down and then began building the actual castle in 1346.
0: He probably set it up and was like, okay, let's just stay here for a little while, see if I actually
1: like the neighborhood. He did, so they decided to put his real house up. Well, it is truly a splendid piece of architecture. I suggest you Google it. It's really beautiful. And it's also considered one of the best, like, one of the best preserved, like, old-school castles in Japan. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. You should take a look at it. Just outside the castle is a well known as Okiku's Well. The well itself has some pretty dark actual things associated with it. Mainly that it's next to a gate, which was the Harakiri Maru, which means the suicide gate. And I guess oh. when you were bad or there was a battle and you lo- you were the losing side, whatever the circumstance, this is the gate where you were forced to disembowel yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, part of that like ritual suicide stuff. Yeah, So, yeah. And it was specifically known as Harakiri Suicide. And the well was there basically to wash away all the blood and guts that <laughs> yeah. ensued.
0: Yeah, because when you disembowel yourself, that's...
1: That's messy. That's a messy business. It's also known as Okiku's Well. And her the tale of uh, Okiku is officially called uh, Bancho Sarayashiki. Legend has it that Okiku worked in a dungeon beneath a castle and she was the servant to a samurai uh, named Aoyama and he had a thing for her he was married and told her like hey i'm going to i'll leave my wife for you but Okiku was not having any of it she was like no dude i'm good yeah 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 the family had 10 golden plates this story says golden. I read I read it a few times, and sometimes it was porcelain. Sometimes it was just priceless, made of some sort of priceless material. But we're just going to go with golden plates. Okay. So Aoyama decides to threaten her because she won't, you know, like, go for his moves or anything like that. Oh, yeah, he decides that's... to use these plates to threaten her. Oh. He hides a... So there's ten plates, and he hides one of them. And she knows that if he accuses her of stealing it, or they discover us missing, the result is going to be torture and death, because... Them's the times. Yeah, them's the times, and you don't steal the fucking people that you work for's golden plates. Like, that's just not cool.
0: And I'm sure because he's a samurai, he's got... They're going to take his word over probably most anybody's. Right. Yeah. And she's just a
1: servant girl. Mm hmm. One variation of the story goes that once she knew he had the plate and that she was going to be killed if he accused her of stealing it, but she still didn't want to like go for it because now, well, I mean, who would? Yeah. Right. I mean, now the guy's threatening to like have you like tortured and murdered. Like, because what a fucking
0: psycho. He's like, dude, I'll leave my wife for you. And you're like, dude, just stay with your wife. and Right. Let then, that you know, be oh, her well, I'm going to have you k- tortured and murdered.
1: Jesus fucking Christ, dude. What, because you care about me so much? Like, yeah. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You love me so much?
1: She decides to throw herself down a well. The well. Yeah. She decides to throw herself down the well because she feels like that's a better way to go. She's, like, in a hopeless situation that she can't get out of at this point.
0: Suicide over torture.
1: Yeah. I'd go with that. Yeah. The other version is that she still refused him after he stole the plate and hid it away. And he just got pissed and he shoved her down the well and killed her that way.
0: Oh.
1: So, either way, she dies in the well. Following her death, she started coming back out of the well. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not ideal.
1: Crawling out of it at night on all fours. That With sounds her very... long, dark hair, and she's in the white shroud, and she's crawling out of the well, all Yeah, creepy-like. She would go into the castle and begin counting, one through nine, which was representative of the ten plates, because every time she would get to nine, that's... When she's reliving the moment that the 10th plate is missing. Yep. And she lets out a horrible scream. Aoyama was driven insane eventually by this happening night after night. All the screaming. All the screaming. Not sleeping. Not sleeping. Maybe feeling bad that he just
0: killed this woman that he loved.
1: Either killed her or forced her to kill herself, basically.
0: Doesn't get her at all anymore, so...
1: He eventually dies, but her ghost is still is still said to possibly haunt the castle. There is a story that at some point somebody yells 10 when she's counting and that like kind of exercises her and Oh, I she, see. She you know kind of disappears and goes back and that's that's the thing that she needed to be like released was like that 10th plate being there or at least her thinking it was there.
0: So she counts to nine, you say ten, and it resets her, basically. Mm-hmm. I see.
1: You can go see the well to this day. It's still there, right outside the castle. It does have a wrought iron grating over it. Common sense would say it's so nobody falls into the well, but. Hey, maybe it's to keep her in. Maybe it is to keep her in, too. I hope so. Yeah, that would make it cooler. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than you know, we better not get we we don't want to get sued. Let's put this grating over it. Right. Yeah.
0: That's some fucking creepy shit. Indeed. Well, I'll follow that with the story of Teke Teke. After World War II, Allied forces occupied Japan until 1952. I couldn't find exact numbers, but the occupation was mostly by U.S. forces. During this time, an office worker was attacked and raped by an occupying soldier. After the attack, she jumped off a bridge, landing on a railroad track, and was hit by a train. E Rough night. The impact split her body in half, like the Black Dahlia. But that was not quite the end of this poor woman. It was a very cold night, and this caused her blood vessels to contract which slowed her bleeding. She crawled her way to the train station, where the station attendant altruistically simply covered her up with a tarp, under which she slowly and painfully died.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Do you want ghosts? Because that's how you get ghosts.
1: Yeah, proper care should be taken to like notify authorities. I mean, I don't know.
0: Don't just put a tarp over suffering people.
1: Well, I mean, if she's cut in half, I would think that she would be dead. Yes. That would just be my thought.
0: Right, but it was cold, and so she Right, but
1: I mean, even if it was a cold night, I would think that someone who was cut in half was dead. Yes. (laughs) Like, that's just—I can't really say— Wait,
0: you're not a doctor, though. (laughs) I am not a doctor.
1: I just know that, like, cutting in half is usually something that people don't tend to survive. Not usually. I don't know of any person who was literally cut in half who lived.
0: I— don't know very many people who were cut in half
1: yeah i don't know any half people running around that like weren't just like born that way
0: No, neither neither do i
1: yeah none of them was like oh yeah a train did this to me
0: (laughs) and i totally lived i mean not in half losing your legs sure yeah but not in
1: half not in half that's that's a pretty serious one that's Serious, that's serious shit. That is some real serious shit. I would definitely think someone would be dead. In some stories, the name of the woman is
0: Kashimi Riko. However, there are other legends of a woman by that name also not having legs but haunting school bathrooms like a way creepier moaning myrtle. You probably don't even know what a Moaning Myrtle
1: is, do you? I don't know what a Moaning Myrtle is, but yeah. I did read about the one that has the no legs in, yeah, the, this ba- is... in the bathroom. Yeah, this So is I was similar. a little surprised when you went a different way with it, and it was, like, cutting in half. And I'm like, hmm, I don't yeah. think that's that's what I heard. Yeah, it's a different
0: one. It's a okay. different one. Okay. And Moaning
1: Myrtle is from Harry Potter. Oh, okay. I've, I've watched a little Harry Potter now, but I'm still not.
0: She's the ghost in the bathroom.
1: Yeah. Is she the one that, like appears in the bath and stuff and has like the really weird voice yes okay it's kind of pervy yeah yeah it's super pervy that bathtub yeah. scene is really pervy yeah it's like oh almost, all these bubbles were almost gone
0: <laughs> yeah yeah creepy shit that's yeah Bunny myrtle
1: okay gotcha
0: techie techie is named after the sound she makes when she crawls after you which she does at an incredible speed That's scary as shit. Sorry, folks. She ain't got no legs, but you still can't outrun her, even in a car. Oh, no. Teke Teke is also said to carry a sickle or a scythe. I imagine more a sickle, as a scythe has a bit of a long handle. That would be kind of hard to carry and wield without legs.
1: Yeah, unless you just, you know, wrapped your torso around it somehow and like used it as like a stick you know like a hopping stick oh maybe yeah like just hopping single... on your yeah, yeah, body yeah. stump yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't know what else you would call that
1: i don't know either
0: <laughs> when she captures her victims she cuts them in half with her weapon or sometimes if she doesn't have a weapon she just tears them in half with her hands wow Either way, she leaves with legs and her victim dies. Because she takes she takes the legs for herself.
1: But then she loses them again somehow?
0: Somehow, yeah. I mean, she doesn't... I guess Maybe she doesn't they only last them.
1: for a little while yeah. until like, it like rots. Maybe like she, she
0: just wants them and she can't actually use them. Maybe she's got a big pile of legs somewhere.
1: Yeah, she takes them, but then she's like, damn it, these ones don't fit either.
0: That could be it, yeah. <laughs> her motivation is said to be either revenge on humanity in general, or she's out looking for legs. Her legs, specifically. Other versions of the story is that she was a bullied schoolgirl and a girl who accidentally died, or a murdered girl. Just, you know, random mm-hmm. girls dying. A story about an encounter with this yokai starts with a young boy walking home from school. Perhaps it's winter. Perhaps he's just at school late. Whatever the case, it's dark when he begins to make his way home. He goes to an all boys school, so it strikes him as odd when he sees a beautiful girl sitting in a window with her arms on the window sill. The girl's gaze falls on the boy, and they make eye contact. She smiles and hugs herself, and then leaps out of the window, landing on the pavement below. Only then does the now terrified boy see that this girl is missing her lower half. Dragging herself with shocking speed towards the boy, he is frozen in fear. The sound of her torso and arms reaches his ears. Ticky, 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 ticky. Until she reaches him. She make
1: that noise. I wonder what. Uh,
0: The elbow bones, probably against the the pavement. Or Or maybe like. nails
1: against the pavement. Or like the dragging sound or something. Yeah. Her way uh, really quickly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, she crawls up to him and she cuts him in half right there. Whoa. And he's destined to spend eternity just like her. So apparently there's that too. Once her victim's end up doing the same thing maybe they turn into her so it's all just her it didn't really go into too much depth as to what happened afterwards
1: okay well that's definitely not one i would want to come across so far we have
0: yet to talk about one that i would like to come across i suspect probably
1: all of them just suck yes the grudge
0: Another of your favorites.
1: Another of my favorites. I've probably mentioned that about three times now. You have. I actually, <laughs> in a
0: co- spanning a couple different episodes, and I actually have that on DVD.
1: I couldn't find an urban legend that seemed to inspire this. She's definitely an onrio. Yes. Very vengeful spirit. Curses the shit out of that house. Yes. If you go in that house, basically you're dead and it doesn't even have to be like in the house. Like it goes it follows you out of the house wherever the fuck you are. It's no good. It is no good at all. However, just because there wasn't like a really old legend to tie it to, kind of like the ring, I still think it's a story worth telling.
0: Sure, I mean Slenderman just Anyways. came out a few years ago, so who's to say that Something scary has to be super old. It can be new. That's it fine. It can be new. Urban
1: legends are being created as we speak, I'm sure. The Japanese movie version is called ju which basically means curse or grudge. Yes. I couldn't quite tell what happened first. There is the ju series, and that was uh, thought of by director Takashi Shimizu. It started as a short film that was done in 1998, I believe. Now, in 2003, there's an like, official Juan novel that comes out. Is it I, a,
0: like a, a written novel or is it a manga? It's
1: like, what's a manga? A
0: manga is like a comic book.
1: I don't know. I think it's a written novel. Okay. The novel is written by K. Ohishi. Kind of one of those chicken or the egg things I couldn't find out officially which came first. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, this is how the general story goes. The main character...
0: Spoilers. <laughs> Just in <laughs> case you hadn't picked up on that for a movie that's, you know, 25 years old or whatever.
1: The Onryo is a is a woman named uh, Kayato. She's portrayed as kind of a loner type. Her parents neglected her. She didn't have a lot of friends. Spent a lot of time with her cat, basically.
0: Hey, as one does.
1: Yeah, cats are awesome. They are. During college, she meets a man by the name of Kobayashi, and she falls deeply in love with him. But he is already in a relationship with someone else. Kayaku eventually marries a man named Takeo Seke, and they have a son, Toshio. Some years later, Toshio's teacher actually ends up being Kobayashi, the guy that she had the mad crush on. Yeah. And
0: nothing can go wrong.
1: <laughs> right? Some of those feelings come back to her, and she details this in her journal. One day, her husband finds the journal while she's out of the house and reads about it. And he just becomes filled with rage, convinced that Kayako is having an affair. Right. And possibly Toshio isn't even his son. Who knows?
0: Why you would read someone else's journal or diary is beyond me, really.
1: Well, probably you're having some insecurities to begin with, and then you read that, and then...
0: Yeah, I guess that's probably true.
1: Just go into an insecurity-fueled rage, I guess. Yes. When she came home, he basically beat the shit out of her. While she was trying to escape, she falls down the stairs and breaks her ankle. And so she has to crawl down the stairs the rest of the way. She gets to the doorway, and then he comes up behind her and twists her neck, basically, like, all the way around. Right. And breaks her neck, but she's not dead at that point she's paralyzed he stuffs her into a plastic bag and puts her up into the attic where she basically has to suffocate to death
0: it's not a good way to go
1: and her croaking death moans that's the thing that you hear the freaky noise that 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 ghost makes in the grudge yeah like, yeah that's because her neck's freaking broken and yeah she can't really make any noise other than that Obviously, this death was very violent and awful, and it causes her to become one of the vengeful spirits.
0: I feel like if you know how these spirits here are created, you would do a better job just as a murderer, you know, <laughs> to avoid this sort of thing.
1: How do you do murder, not awful? I don't know. I mean, that that's... Maybe
0: more of a convince them. Oh, that's just for the best, or something. I don't know. I'm <laughs> just not, manipulate
1: them into killing themselves. I'm not saying it's easy.
0: I'm just <laughs> saying that maybe there would be less ghosts if people were
1: just a little more, bit more careful with how you plot people, to end somebody's life.
0: If people were kinder with their murders,
1: right? If you were more, if you were a more thoughtful murderer.
0: Yes. Any murderers out there? try and be more thoughtful with your murders.
1: I would just suggest don't murder, but, you know, that's me.
0: Or you could also just not murder, but if you're already a murderer, you're probably gonna keep going, so if you're gonna keep going, just try and be a little bit nicer about it, if you could. And don't kill me, please.
1: Or me, either. Or Joanna. The movie series depicts her husband killing Toshio, the the son, and the family cat after he offs his wife. Right. In the novel, when she becomes a vengeful spirit, Toshio is her first victim. Ah. She kills her son first thing. Yeah. To, like, spare him, I guess, of living a terrible life with his murderous father and, you know, whatever.
0: And she doesn't touch the cat.
1: No. No. It says nothing about the cat.
0: Maybe there's not a cat.
1: I think there is a cat still, but... I'm it a little hung up about the cat. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> well, cats are important. They are important. Either way, following killing his wife, whether he kills his son in the cat or not, Takeo goes to Kobayashi's house and kills him and he kills his pregnant wife. Oh. He puts her fetus in a sack, I guess, and beats the sack around, like I guess maybe slamming it into walls and Wow. Yeah, like that's it's some really fucked up shit. I feel like it's a little unnecessary. <laughs> Kayoko's spirit comes at this point and kills him. Like, he he leaves the place, and he's in some alleyway, and she comes and kills him. One version says she stabs him in the back. Another is that she strangles him with her hair. Okay. However However she takes him out, the police find him and just assume that he killed himself. I don't know why they assume that, but...
0: They do, because they pe- do. police like to assume. It's like, nah, it was a suicide. Let's go home, I guess.
1: Sometime later, Kayako's body is found in the attic, and Toshio's body is found in the closet.
0: Ugh, and the cat? It doesn't no say anything the about
1: cat. the cat. It doesn't say anything about the cat. So, ever since then, the ghosts of Kayako... Toshio and Takeo kill everyone who steps into that house and the cat pay attention now usually appears to forewarn any intruders of their impending doom.
0: Does it have a sign?
1: It doesn't it, it just, just it just meows loudly and kind of appears suddenly when it's like oh hey like I don't remember a cat being here
0: cats just do that though
1: the cats just do do that so you might just take that as typical cat behavior not a warning of a vengeful spirit about Mm. to like come down and get medieval on your ass so i guess
0: what it is is if you don't expect there to be a cat there and that happens then you should take that as Yeah,
1: yeah you should take that as your sign that you need to flee but if
0: it's just if it's a cat that is that belongs there that you know and it does that then maybe just
1: pet it yeah or whatever Feed it. Feed it. Feed it or pet it. Don't kill it. Do not kill it. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. If you don't flee when the cat warns you to, then you're either going to die there or you're going to go somewhere else and that curse is going to follow you. They're they're just going to keep on you until you're dead.
0: You're fucking dead,
1: basically. You're just just totally fucked. Yeah, Yeah. It does not have to be specific to the house. You can go in the house And leave the house, and that thing will fucking follow you. Unless you you heed the cat's warning. Yeah, unless you get out quick enough to where it just doesn't, like, you know.
0: Latch on to you or whatever. Latch on,
1: yeah. Exactly.
0: All right. Well, let's take just a quick little break from horrifying, murderous ghost ladies. And let's talk about a cryptid. Everyone likes a cryptid. Mm Mm-hmm. This thing is called the Tsuchinoko. Or, in northeastern Japan, it's called the Bachi Hebi. There are accounts of this thing dating back to 712 CE, mentioned in the Kojiki, which is the oldest surviving Japanese historical text. It chronicles about the 70 years leading up to its being written, and is a collection of myths, songs, genealogies, oral traditions, and other things that concern the creation of Japan and the kami. The kami is the supernatural, so it's sort of a... This is how Japan came about, and here's why we have magic and shit. This it didn't, I don't I don't actually know specifically what it where it's mentioned in that, but mm-hmm. it is in fact mentioned in that. This critter ranges from twelve to thirty-one inches long, thirty to eighty centimeters, and is fatter in the middle than at the head and the tail end, similar to a poorly rolled joint. except that its head is more similar to a turtle head than a a snake head. Okay. And then it's got a thin, almost rodent-like tail.
1: I feel like a Gila monster.
0: A little bit, except thinner Mm -hmm. of a tail. Okay. It also is said to have viper-like teeth and venom that it can spit. It also is said to be able to jump three feet, which is one meter, and then perform a second mid air jump that same distance. Which is weird, but could be explained away with it being able to glide somehow. Yeah, I'm saying,
1: I'm feeling like this uh, cryptid is pretty normal.
0: There are stories of the suit. There are stories of it putting its own tail in its mouth and rolling around like a wheel.
1: That. I wasn't expecting, but okay.
0: There is a legend of a wheel snake in America that does that as well.
1: Really? Yes, but it's not really... been proven to be. No, I don't think it's actually, actually existed. A thing. Yeah, because I'm mean, like, up until this point, I'm thinking like this could have just been a thing that actually existed. I mean, lots of stuff has gone extinct. Oh yeah, we've yeah. killed so many species. Yeah. Of animals that were pretty. Pretty crazy.
0: Some accounts give it a small, flipper-like four appendage. It makes a strange variety of noises, including squeaks, chirps, grunts, snores, growls, and other very non-snake noises. Hmm. Some even say it is able to mimic human sounds, similar to parrots. Folklorically, it is said to straight up be able to talk, and is a trickster archetype, usually lying to humans and causing general mischief. Oh. The only thing able to shut these things up is alcohol, which they love.
1: Oh, wow. Of course.
0: It has black eyes and is colored either black, rust-colored, or a mottled green and brown pattern to blend in with forest floor. Common to all colors of the species are the bright orange underbelly and the odor of chestnut tree flowers. Most snakes move their spine back and forth for, for locomotion, laterally, left and right. A lot Across the ground, like parallel right, to the yeah. ground. Okay. Not this critter. It's said to move its spine up and down, similar to an inchworm, I imagine, to move.
1: Yeah, that's just what I was about to say.
0: Super weird. There are many reports of people running into this critter going all the way up into this century. I think it would be quite easy for an animal like this to even still exist in the remote islands and deep forests of Japan without being found by science. There's a lot of people in Japan, but there's also a lot of uninhabited areas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We find new shit all the time. Oh, yeah. So I it could exist. I doubt that it talks and likes to drink. Right. But I can see it as being able to mimic a human, maybe. Parrots can do it. Parrots don't got do lips. It.
1: Parrots can do it. Yeah,
0: so I can I can see it possibly being able to do that or being able to do it enough. The... the, the, the the meow of a cat is said to be a mimic of a baby cry, of a human baby cry. Hmm. So why wouldn't some snake have or you know, reptile learn to make some sort of humany kind of sounds for some reason?
1: I mean it certainly works with a cat. Yeah. It it meows. I'm just like, okay, here, here's some food. Here's your whatever. Mm-hmm. Talked about a lot of cats this episode. That's okay, though, because I like cats. Yeah, it's fine. There's worse things to talk about. True. (laughs)
0: Like our next star of the show?
1: Not the worst in my book, but nonetheless, I would not want an encounter with her. However, this is one where if you do have an encounter with her, it's kind of your own fault because she only appears when summoned, apparently.
0: Ah, sort of like Bloody Mary?
1: Yes, exactly like Bloody Mary, and this is the spirit of Hanoko San, also known as Hanoko of the Toilet. Interesting. As you said, summoning her is a lot like our version of blo- like our game Bloody Mary. Yeah. Which, for any of you who don't know what that is, that's when you're supposed to like look into a mirror and say "Bloody Mary" like three times.
0: There's variations. It, I remember you're supposed to do it in a dark bathroom, right. and you're supposed to spin around three times while you say it.
1: And then if you if you do it just right, Bloody Mary is going to appear in the mirror behind you. And yeah,
0: unclear what you're supposed to do.
1: Yeah, I haven't really heard a whole lot. What happens beyond that? Kill you? Maybe. Maybe. Who knows. There's that whole movie the candy man, wasn't that one kind of like that? Maybe. Yeah, I think he looked in the mirror and he said candy man. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Mhm. And he yeah. came and and, and he, he slaughtered he, everybody, didn't he? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So not
0: something that you should do. Right. Although Bloody Mary is it's not a thing.
1: It's not really a thing but it's fun. it's stuff that kids like to do. Like, I mean it's it's a, slumber it's a thing but it doesn't yeah. actually
0: yield any more results than screaming kids.
1: And probably it's the same in Japan with hanoko san However, the story version of what's going to happen to you is a uh, pretty scary.
0: Horrifically gruesome?
1: Not not so much. It's just it's just scary. Okay. If you want to summon her, you have to go... Typically, I guess she like haunts schools in particular. So if you want to summon her, you have to go to the girls' bathroom. And you have to go to the third stall. Knock on it three times and then ask, Are you there, Hanoko-san? And Hanoko-san will come sometimes. If she's really there, she's going to answer you in a whisper that says, Yes, (laughs) I am here. At that point, sometimes a hand will burst through and drag you into the stall and kill you. Other versions have it that the door will open up just a crack, and that if you're brave enough... You can push the door all the way open and see Hanoko-san Ah, and maybe get eaten by a three-headed dragon. Oh. Yeah. Three-headed lizard. Sorry. Yeah, there's some weird variations. Yeah, yeah. Either she's going to reveal herself to you or, or... she's going to reveal herself to you, but once you open the door, a three-headed lizard will also eat you. Yeah. Physically, she's supposed to have chin-length black hair and wear a red dress. There are two main versions of how she became the Toilet Ghost. The first is that she was a girl living uh, who was a child during World War II, and she was playing a game of hide-and-seek in the school, and she hid in the third stall, Uh... and while she was crouching down and hidden in the stall, there was some... Uh, bombings going on by planes overhead and it hit the school and the building like collapsed on her while she was in the stall hiding and that's why she haunts the third stall of the bathroom the other version is that she was the victim of constant bullying by her classmates and one day she just couldn't take it anymore and she killed herself, she locked herself in the third stall of the bathroom and killed herself and that is the story of Hanoko of the Toilet. Don't summon her, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't see why someone would want to summon her. But hey, to each their own, I suppose. So I think that is about it for this episode.
1: Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your spooky season.
0: And before we go, be sure to check out our social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all Stranger Than or Stranger Than Podcast. We've got the Stranger Than Strange Space group on Facebook. You can buy t-shirts at tpublic.com slash user slash Stranger Than Podcast. We have a Patreon page up. Come donate to us. You'll get at the $2 level. Ad-free episodes at the $5 level, a bonus episode every month. Also check out Age of Radio. That's our podcast syndicate, ageofradio.org. You can check out the Bazaar and all of the different podcasts that are a part of the syndicate. They're all quite good.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good ones out there for sure. And other than that,
0: we will talk to you next time.
1: And stay strange.